Nine years old at a high school football game Standing next to granddad as the anthem began to play He took off his hat and told me to do the same As a tear rolled down his cheek I heard him say I stand for you And this great land And for all the ones we lost In a place called Vietnam And I'll stand alone Hell if I have to For all the ones who can't I stand for you My best friend went off to fight in the living hell He came back a hero, saving 12 men over there He would proudly stand up for you, but now he's in that chair So I'll stand for him, because I can What's going on, Goosey? Oh, hang on. Let me uh, rate real on these radio stations here real quick. I'm going to give a shout-out to 105.7 The Phase. He's catching the gang in Georgia. Ert Radio, Patriot Radio, Real Wise Radio. <laughs> I always mess that one up. 
Real Wise Radio in the PA. The award-winning Paisley Radio in the UK. Jay Parker Radio, Indiana, 90.1 The Beat in Georgia. WESN Epic Strategy Network with Ralph and the gang, which I got to get a hold of Ralph because, uh, Eric, if you got a way to get a hold of Ralph, um, let him know that I cannot connect to his station. It's not connecting for some reason. He, he that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, because uh, I, I, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Ralph. It won't connect. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it still says connecting. Um, and I put in the information that you gave me. Uh, but I sent you a message earlier today. I guess you didn't see it because uh, I couldn't connect earlier. I was trying to test it. Um, but maybe, I don't know if it's something on your end. You want to just, like, maybe you can reset it or something. Maybe I'll, I'll kick it in. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Eric Raccoon is in the house. Uh, Mike. Ample Bay. Yes, Mike, thank you for that uh, nice little logo that we got there. You see that, Goose? You see my logo with the lightning bolt there? Uh, I don't know if you can see it on your end or not. I think you can see it. Of course, it's from Mike Tampa Bay. Now we got Patriot in the chat room. Yes, we're going to have Patriot X is going to be here. He's going to be calling in. Uh, Today's going to be a very, very hot show. Uh, please buck up the seatbelt because we're gonna go for a freaking ride and it's gonna be ugly. Mary, you know, you are aware of what's going on in our nation, things are looking pretty bad, and uh, it's not looking good. We are not looking. Can you hear me good? I can hear you good. Yep, can yeah, you hear me. Yes, yes. Uh, did you did you listen to the video of Tursi? Tursi was her name. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, I just to it. it's kind of a revealing video. Yeah, yeah. I sent her an invite to this show. I hope we get her. Yeah, it would be nice if we can get her on. Uh, so, do you want to welcome our uh guest again, Patriot, that he decided to come back today? Blessed, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he didn't call in, though. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, there he comes. There he is. He might fall asleep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, there he is. Hey, Patriot X. Welcome to the show, brother. Oh, gentlemen, uh, I just woke up, as uh, Goose just mentioned. But uh, pleasure to uh, be here again and uh, join the discussion with you, uh gentlemen in the audience and uh humbled for the invite back uh, sure no we're glad to have you back um yeah goose uh i'm gonna go ahead and i uh Mary, i don't know where to start there's so many things going on in our country but let me ask a question uh Petri, i know you you work with congress many years too and you were involved in many things, foreign affairs, served the armed forces, uh, I guess the army for 30 plus years. So you 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 keep up with everything's going on. What happened today with the Democrats in that bill that's supposed to be passed and they had the appropriation bill? What happened? Can you give more detail what happened? Yeah, sure. Uh 
And I agree with you, Goose. Uh, there is a lot going on uh, in our country and the world, per se. So where do we start? But since you brought up Congress and uh, their effort to pass the fiscal year 22 appropriations uh, bill to fund our government, uh, which for the audience's awareness, if they're not aware, was supposed to be passed uh, before October 1st of 2021. So uh, you could see they're a few months behind, which is uh, pretty par for the course with Congress over the last decade or so. But uh, I guess my first comment would be, in my opinion, what you're seeing is uh, the dysfunction of Congress when the adults were supposed to be back in the room, I think, when the current majority won the White House and uh, kept control of the House representatives and uh, took control of the Senate. But I think you're seeing uh, what happens when adults don't control your children or control their children and raise them properly. Um, so metaphorically, you see the leadership of the current House majority, a.k.a. Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer. If you go back to January 2019, uh, when uh, Sandy Cortez, also known as AOC, uh, became a member of Congress and then her colleagues, uh, Elon Omar, Rashid Tlaib, to name a few, uh, when they started acting out like child and children and weren't uh, punished per se, uh, that's when the adults lost control of their kids. And I, th I think that's what you're seeing today uh, in Congress. Because what happened was by 2.30 this afternoon, the funding bill with a, a concurrent resolution uh, to cover the government on current funding through March 15th to give the Senate time to pass it on their uh, side was supposed to be complete. Uh, you may be aware that the Democrats had a retreat scheduled for this evening through Friday in Philadelphia. Well, needless to say, they're not there right now because they didn't finish their work by 2.30 this afternoon. Um, and that was based off uh, the $15.6 billion that was going to be appropriated for another round of COVID relief, that was going to be paid for by $7 billion that has not been spent in previous uh, appropriations being taken back from several states to include Michigan, Wisconsin, and a few other states that were going to pay for this uh, $15 billion COVID relief. Well, needless to say, uh, a large group of Democrats from those states said they were not going to vote for the current bill. So Nancy Pelosi had to cut the COVID portion of the bill out. Uh, and so they're in the process of rewriting that and voting on it. So perhaps uh, later this evening or early morning tomorrow, uh, the House would have passed uh, the FY22 appropriations bills. That was pretty long-winded, so I'll take a break and let you and Maverick comment or any of the other uh, listeners. Well, you know, I want to start like that because I want to show our audience that we out of fucking control. We can't even approve our own freaking budget. We almost finishing the uh, uh, the first quarter of the new year, fiscal year 2022, and we haven't passed this freaking budget. They totally out of freaking control, Maverick. I mean, do you agree, Maverick? I mean, they're out of control. They can't accomplish anything. 
they they can't and they won't. Uh, that's the whole uh, that's the whole idea, I think. Uh, that they don't want to they don't want to accomplish anything. I mean, well, they, Every... they're accomplishing wreck, uh, destroying their country. I mean, if that's something, they're doing that. Oh, we're going to go in detail about that, Mary. You know, we already discovered many things that's going on in our country. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird that, you know, remember when the first, when the Russia thing started, we are like, dang, this shit sound and look freaking weird. Why we are not doing anything about it? Now a lot of stuff start coming out. And it's very, very freaking ugly. And later on, we're going to hear a few things. And I think our government is deep, deep into the freaking neck of what's going on in Ukraine. They are. The corruption is going to start coming out pretty soon because these people, our enemies, they don't want to stay quiet. They're going to start speaking out. But going back to the Congress, what's going on, a very dysfunctional Congress. Run by a bunch of freaking criminals. We can't even get our own budget going. In our country, every freaking agency, everybody turning the freaking budget way before the end of the fourth quarter, 2021. But the Congress never accomplished any freaking thing. And we keep voting, Mary, we keep voting for the same freaking idiots. Hey, uh, Goose, let me read this. Uh, let me put in here. He's got it. He's new to the show. My question is, I want to I hear what you folks think. What or when is the breaking point here? I believe civil war is coming, and we can't avoid it to fix things. Well, it, it, one thing that we don't really want to have, and that this is just my opinion, I don't want to have a civil war. I don't want to sign. I don't want to fight against my brothers and sisters. I mean, black, white, green, whatever color we are, we brothers and sisters. This yeah. government are dividing us. We got to stand up and not allow this division to take place in our country. What yeah, I strongly believe... I mean, that's the problem. We're allowing it to happen. I mean... Thank you. That's why we need to stand up and fight yeah, back. We, what I think is... Over again. The uh, system had to be burned down start over again. That's where the corruption is. All these freaking headhunters... All these agencies, they are corrupted. They think they're freaking kings. They think they're the one that God say so in everything that we do. Yeah. And I then mean, you yeah, have the media. I mean, you, you know, Goose, as well as I do. Um, when when people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, we need, it's easy for everybody to say, yeah, we need a civil war. Oh, uh, yeah, we need, we need civil war. That's the only thing you can fix it. But people don't understand what that entails and what, I should say a lot of people. Some people do. A lot of people don't. You know, they call for a civil war, but they don't understand what that's actually going to be. <laughs> you know, it's going to be ugly. Exactly. It's not going to be a pretty sight. I mean, there's going to be a lot of dead people. Uh, a lot of dead people that you and I and all you people out there know. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. And it's something that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we're leading that way. If something doesn't happen in this country to make a drastic change, I, I have a feeling, and I'm afraid to say that sometimes that that, that might be uh, might be our only option. Me, yeah, gentlemen, I, go ahead, Patrick. 
Yeah, no, gentlemen, I, I concur with everything you all said. Um, I would also offer that I think you could make a case that we are in a form of a civil war right now. If you look at the debate between uh, information operations per se, you have one side of the media that supports a certain part of the government. Then you have another side of the media that is against that particular government, but then vice versa will support the government when their side happens to be running the government. And then I think that can also be applied to major businesses and corporations, how they decide to run their businesses uh, within the country and actually around the world. But since we're talking about a civil war, um, specifically how they decide and make decisions uh, for their companies within the uh, country where they're going to establish their, uh, you know, facilities, where they're going to do business, um, how they're going to get involved in social issues when typically in the past you would see companies not get involved in that. So I think you could say that in some way we're in a civil war right now, but fortunately it hasn't turned to an outright violence as, you know, we think of typically from 1861 to 1865 during the American Civil War. And Patriot, what do you really I mean, we had this guy from the Marines that was there 17 years, Lieutenant Connor Shell, that's his name, Eric. What was his name? I mean, he's still alive. He got kicked out of the Marine. He got silenced by the opposition. And now he's retired, very honorable man. He served our country for many years. And one of his videos, he put out there that the system is broken. Our system needs to be rebuilt again. We need to burn everything down, our system, I mean, our system, and we start over again. I mean, uh, Patriot, don't you, I mean, do you think a civil war, it would be really freaking ugly? Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, I don't condone that, you know, we ever get to that point. Uh, I'm familiar with the retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel um, that you mentioned who, you know, became part of the news during the Afghanistan retreat, as I like to call it, a uh, disastrous retreat that uh, we executed. Um, and as you said, he was silenced for speaking out and uh, ultimately was punished for, you know, disobeying a direct order. Um, but I agree with his assessment, uh, like you mentioned, that the government has become or is not responsive to the American citizens, which is supposed to represent uh, at this point. Uh, as, as you gentlemen know, and many of the uh, audience, you know, the, the government, all the agencies are, are so bureaucratic, you know, filled with bloat. They can't get anything done. Uh, it's just status quo year after year, and uh, you really see no improvement. So that trickle down to all the issues that we got right now in our country. And I'm going to open this uh, Pandora box for what's going on in our country right now with the gas. Patriot, you know, as well as I know, according to them, they issue 9,000 uh lease permit, whatever, but you and I, we know that's bullshit. Can you go more in detail why we think it's bullshit? 
Absolutely. Uh, I think it's BS, as you said, uh, due to the fact that, you know, the, the White House press secretary, uh, Jen Psaki, Psaki, and, Psaki, uh, Psaki, others in the administration are completely disingenuous and dishonest with the American people for this point alone. Uh, on January 21st, before the afternoon was over, then new President Biden, one of his first executive orders, uh, in addition to the Keystone Pipeline cancellation, was also signing an executive order canceling or preventing any new drilling for gas or coal or mining for coal or drilling for oil on any federal property. So a lot of those 9,000 leases that you mentioned fall under that category. In addition, of those 9,000 leases, not all those lands have gas, coal, or oil on them. A lot of, a lot of those leases have other materials that are needed in industry, per se, uh, quarries to make gravel, uh, you know, just any other type of raw material. So they don't all contain uh, access to energy. So the administration, and especially Jen Psaki, is, has been totally dishonest and disingenuous and disrespecting the American people when she says that every day when she's asked. I mean, we should take a guy down there to one of those freaking uh, press conference and throw a freaking shoe to her face like they did too many years to freaking Bush in one of the conference. So they lie every freaking time. All kind of bullshit, Patriot. I mean, this is non-stopping. Every I freaking agree. day. And then another thing I'm going to add a little bit to the caviar. Uh, I was reading this report from one of the workers in the pipeline, in the Keystone pipeline, and he said that a lot of people don't want to do the fracking because... That was the survival, the pipeline. They extract the oil and they send it through the pipeline. But right now they don't have a pipeline. So where are they gonna send the freaking oil through? Well, they still bring it in from Canada on rail cars and you know, from the rail car hubs, train hubs, then they, you know, take it regionally by, you know, fuel trucks. But that takes more time. And, and more then you're money. actually you're exactly you're actually burning fuel to bring the fuel in or the the oil before it's been refined um which the pipeline would alleviated that and also they're creating more carbon pollution by having to bring it in on train and distribute it by vehicles to your local gas station oh, or your local power plant don't mention that to freaking uh that fucking stupid ass john Kerry. oh you're talking about a freaking a, a, a word that you can't mention you know, all that green shit that they're talking about, that green deal, uh, I, I don't think they believe on that shit. They just believe on stealing our freaking money. Yeah. That's true, as well as, you know, they're all, I, I call that group the the climate cult. You know, they, they act almost like a cult because they can't see reason, you know, and whether they're just knowingly lying to you, but behind closed doors know it's a bunch of BS. And if they don't think like that, then that's why I say because they can't reason, I call them the climate cult. And you you write about that, uh, Patriot. And, and I know you got a lot of information because you do you deal with a lot of foreign 
issue and uh, stuff that's going on in the world right now. And, and a key question I'm going to ask you, why are we negotiating with a fucking enemy about getting freaking oil? Why? Uh, because this current administration would rather get oil from Iran or Venezuela and pay them and make them richer than concede and start drilling again or increasing our production within our own country, which again would add to our own wealth. But they'd rather do that because again, they're so tied to these, you know, climate cultists. Uh, and you see what uh, leads us to. Yeah, I know Venezuela, you look online on YouTube, it's a lot of videos uh, making fun of the freaking U.S. And they are saying, hey, you're going to have to pay $300 a bird, no freaking 125 And then we just found out today that the prince of freaking Saudi Arabia don't want to talk to this pedophile because, you know, they hate pedophiles. Uh, they don't want to give up. They don't want to increase the output. Oh no! They already said. They already said. OPEC already said they're not. They're not increasing anything. So I don't know. I mean, I'm you know, for a world of hurt with the gas prices here. I mean, it I, is. I, it it is very difficult. I mean, they're going to be up five bucks at least. I mean, do you think, uh, Patriot? What What do you think is going to be? How much do you think we go to ten dollars a gallon? I mean, very, very well could. I mean, it's in many places in California, it's over $7 right now. That's just for regular gas. And then for diesel, uh, that may be over $10 already. I know it's costing the average 18 wheeler, which has a 200 to 300 gallon tank, uh, for average of $1,425 to fill up when just last year before this current president uh, started sitting in that seat, they were roughly paying eight hundred and forty-five dollars. So you can see the difference within just a year. I mean, it's here big. right now, I mean, diesel. I mean, most here in Florida uh, that I've seen, diesel's over, over, you know, over five. It's almost close to five bucks now. I mean, so it's you know, in regular gas, I think what is it now, Goose? I think uh, four. Shit, I pay the other day four fifty-eight. Shit, I don't remember paying that much money to fill out a freaking mini. We've never filled this much. We've never paid this much. I got a freaking mini, I and I was trying to save money. I mean, gas was was, was getting high before, but uh, I don't remember it being this. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I, but but this, this this is the thing, uh, Patriot and, and people who are listening. Uh, this uh, idiot, I'm going to call him idiot because I'm trying not to curse that much. And God, you know, forgive me for what I say or not, you know, when I curse. But uh, this guy is out of control. He goes flat out on TV like it's a joke. And he said, oh, we got to pay more. Yeah. Come yeah. on, I mean, he, Mary. I mean, that was, I mean he, he just said it. He was like, oh, well, you know, Americans are going to be paying more at the pump. You know, we're going to try to alleviate the pressure at the pump. But bullshit, there's not anything they can do. I was arguing with an idiot the other day because... Uh, they were saying, oh, well, he needs to release, release the reserve. But what little do they realize, it doesn't matter if he releases that reserve. It's only by the time it gets to the pump, to us, to make any bit of difference, it's going to be like two, three cent difference. That's nothing. And That's are, correct, oh, Maverick. And, and in addition to that, the amount they released from the reserve 
you know, roughly 30 million barrels, that's only enough to really affect, uh, cover our usage for about two days. That's why you saw, you know, they've done that two times now and you saw no difference at the gas pumps because it only, it only covers us in the U.S. for two days use of uh, oil. And it is like, I heard like, what, 11 cents, 12 cents cheaper when they do that for one day, two days. Who care about freaking 12 cents? That's Shit, give me my dollar right now. You right. the price one day, it's like, you know, and then the next day you're like, holy shit, it went up like 12 cents already. You know, I mean, yeah. It's, uh... and, and this is what's going on in our country today. And some people think this is a freaking joke. But well, it's not for the regular working class people that go dry every morning yeah. to work. They're not getting a freaking pay raise. That's who it's going to hurt. That's who it hurts. It's the, it's, it's the middle class people. I mean, the people who have money don't give a shit how much they pay for gas. I mean, they do, but they don't, they don't really. But people like us, <laughs> you know, when I go to the pump and I put $83 in my tank, I'm like, damn, Maverick. I know you bought that beautiful freaking uh, bake truck that you got parked in the driveway. Yeah, now that's a freaking money eating machine. But to your point, Maverick, when do you think the last time uh, Joe Biden put his hand on a fuel pump? He, he may not even know the prices himself other than a staff person telling him. When do you think the last time Nancy Pelosi put her hand on a, a fuel pump? They don't know because they don't, they don't pump gas. They only know things if their staff tells them or they hear the outrage from the media. That's, that's the only time they uh, you know, become aware of these things. They don't, they don't even buy their own food. I mean, they have people that go out and buy their food for them. Yeah, yeah they got DoorDash. <laughs> That's the other thing. I mean, people are talking about gas, but nobody's nobody's talking about the price of beef and everything going up. I mean, oh, Mari, I was talking to a friend of mine that do DoorDash, and he said, "I just told the company you don't raise my price." I will quit the job because they got to pay so much on gas that they're not making that much money anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, also to revisit, you know, these 9,000 leases per se and add to what we've already said that the administration's being disingenuous with the American people uh, simply for the fact of the president's executive order uh, preventing new drilling uh, you also have the regulations that this administration added back on from the EPA, Bureau of Land Management, reversing a lot of the red tape, per se, and bureaucracy and regulations that the Trump administration had removed. Well, this administration came back in, and uh, as, as you all and the audience most likely knows, have tried from day one to totally erase anything and everything the previous administration has done. Hey, I wish that anybody in this podcast come live here and challenge Patriot X about some of these issues because this guy is very well informed about all these issues. Okay, now, Patriot. I, I'm, hang on. I'm going to open the lines up because I haven't been letting anybody call in. So go ahead. But if I, you want to call in, I'm gonna go ahead and call in. I know somebody was trying to call, uh, and I missed it. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys call in now. Maverick, uh, uh, one 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 thing is, Mike made a good point. You go to another country, 
when they do a, the Uber thing, they use a bike. Maybe we had to switch from a car to a bike from a car to, to a take, bike. To take, to take people from point A to point B. <laughs> Let me welcome uh, Michael Key to the show. Welcome, Mike. What's up, guys? How you doing, buddy? You got any questions? Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm good. Raccoon, welcome to the show, brother. And Rocco, welcome. Hey, thank you. Uh, hey, Rocco, glad, uh, glad you called in. Anybody got a question for Patriot X, please? Yeah, uh, this this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, and uh, I, I I was brought in here by Raccoon. Um, I was on the Mike Key show watching that the or listening to it the other day, and I couldn't figure this thing out. It's all new to me, uh, so I really appreciate you uh, addressing the question I had. Oh no, I'm sorry. I wasn't I wasn't avoiding you call in. I, I just was waiting. I wanted to I wanted to let Patriot have a little time before I started bringing people. Yeah. In. Patrons are guest yeah, speaker I've, today. I've, I've never, yeah, I've never done this stuff before, and uh, okay. yeah, I worked in the special operations community. I was an Army Ranger, and I worked for Blackwater. So all these people you're talking about, I spent quite some time protecting these folks. Raccoon actually used to be one of our medics back in the military days. That's how I know him. Raccoon, and, raccoon. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. So from Nancy Pelosi to Hillary Clinton to somebody just mentioned John Kerry. Let me tell you something. I did. I did. <laughs> John, John Kerry had to have been. Usually, when you protect these folks, you have some sort of interaction with these, with the folks. You know, hello, hey, how you doing, whatever. And there's a few people that stood up in my mind over the years. Now, I worked both Afghanistan and Iraq for almost six years before I was wounded, and now I'm home. Um, but uh, the, the biggest one that stood up in my mind was Hillary Clinton. I mean, I can proudly say I got the FU right to my face from her several times. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, she was the most vile individual. Uh, I dealt with her back in 2005 in Afghanistan. She showed up on a detail with John McCain and Rush Limbaugh. It was the most bizarre thing. Back in the day, <laughs> I, I listen, I was clueless to... Democrat, liberal, all this stuff. You know, hey, we're just over there working the job. Role you're right. You're right. Because we got that uniform. We don't care about that. You're right. Well, listen, up until recently, I thought Raccoon was insane. You know, we all, <laughs> all our buddies were like, hey, this guy is nuts. He's conspiracy theory. But I'm totally sold now after looking into this information and everything. But getting back to uh, Hillary, she showed up and nobody would do the detail. No one. So the State Department were asking <laughs> volunteers. So they asked me, I said, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. So we went to this graveyard. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a Martin Luther King of Afghanistan, okay? <laughs> so we go there, and I'm, the, and I'm the guy right next to it, okay? We got a big beard, glasses, the whole nine yards. So I was the only one that volunteered, and then a bunch of guys came on the detail. So out of the blue, you know, most of the guys were staring at Uma Abedin, okay? Nobody really, nobody knew her background or nothing. They're just like, oh, there's a hot chick, and they were staring at her. I was staring off the mountainside and all of a sudden Hillary said, what the fuck are you looking at? And I didn't say anything because I, I couldn't believe it. And then she came right to my face and did one of those things right in my face and said the same thing. I said, uh, nothing, ma'am. And she said, well, fuck you. I said, well, thank you, ma'am. Fuck you. And she walked away. Well, Hillary, so that was my first, yeah. that was my first interaction with Hillary. She said, Joe, Joe Biden, to you. 
Oh yeah, right to my face. It was because you was didn't so look at her. You look at her assistant. That's why. <laughs> you should have. Oh, I you don't should have know. said, you know, like. we could always just uh, uh, ignore some of these assassination attempts, right? You realize <laughs> yeah. we have your life oh, in our listen, hands, right? None of us, no one on those details would risk our lives for it. We used to call the protectees bait. Um, but <laughs> the point I want to make, let me get back to Joe Biden. You know, Raccoon asked me, hey, who are these people you took care of? I took care of everyone, you name it. I was done before Obama came in. But <clears throat> I took care of Biden at one point. I completely forgot about it because what I recall of him, he was a feeble old man. And this was back in 2004. And Justin. Uh, just, just like literally uh, a feeble old man. Uh, it, and it, it was just strange. Then the other one that sticks out in my mind is John Kerry. So when he had showed up in Afghanistan, we knew he, what he was going to ask. The whole thing was he was going to ask, well, do people get body armor? Do they get this and that and all that? So that day I happened to be the driver of the day. So I was kind of shamming out with AC, which was pretty good. And he asked me at some point, he's like, oh, uh, do you have body armor? I'm like, yes, sir. He said, did they issue it to you? Yes, sir. You know? And uh, some of the guys were wearing this little patch. And he says, oh, you're so professional. Uh, not like those contractors that are like swashbuckling cowboys. So I said to him, I said, sir, every single one of us are contractors. <laughs> he, was, he, 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 he came across as the dumbest person I ever met. But uh, let me move forward and then I'll shut up. Okay. Um, the question I asked about the Civil War thing, it, I, I feel it's legitimate because – Everybody's sitting back here. I'm watching what's happening. I've been in a war zone for a majority of my life, and God forbid do we really want to deal with that here. I have children. I'm, that's my only concern, you know, what's going to happen with them. Um, but the thing is, there's going to be a breaking point, and what is that breaking point for America to stand up? Because we are in the middle of a communist takeover. I said two years ago, what I'm witnessing here in the United States is an insurgency against us per the book everything that we would do in another country is what has been happening here so i don't think anything's going to resolve from a election i don't think it's going to happen at some point people are going to have to stand up and what is that point i i'll, I'll stop talking now rocco uh I, you know through through the next 40 50 minutes we were going to take you that way uh you served in 2005 in Afghanistan. Uh, Patrick, you oh, were there in 2005, I, yeah? I, I, I was in Afghanistan from 2003 through 2000, uh, the beginning of 2006. And then I was in Iraq from 2000, the beginning of 2006 to 2008 when I was wounded. I was there the whole time. I had a month off. So I spent an extreme amount of time in the war zone. As, um, as a contractor, you 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 went as a civilian contractor. That that's what you say. Well, yeah, that's what they that's what they called us. It depended. Our job title changed. So when I first went over there, I mean, we were sworn in. We had diplomatic papers. We had diplomatic passports. Uh, we of were just course, you you get lucky. Yes. You get lucky. We don't get that shit when we go there. But you do. You're right. Well, yeah, the reason why is because that's a big advantage for you over us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously I was deployed over there with the military and all that stuff prior. But when I was doing that, I mean, we had no job title. We did what we wanted. Yeah. And uh, eventually they gave us the rank of GS-16s uh, just for a but title that, thing. And that don't, was don't, only don't became... say 
Don't tell the pay, please. Don't tell the pay to the people, please. <laughs> you were oh, making oh, good oh. money. <clears throat> well, in the beginning we were, and what ended up happening is they started bringing cops on the details, and they absolutely destroyed the um, the, the whole. We were over there at one year at a time. And then they eventually started complaining, oh, I want a month off, I want this and that. But what they didn't realize is if you stayed in the country, you're going to get taxed. Um, but, yeah, I was over there for an extreme oh, amount of time. I was, around, I was around these people while these strange conversations were going on, so I heard everything that went on. And it, it, it is shocking. Most of the time you just ignore it. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, Patriot. That was Mike. Yeah, yeah Mike. Oh, I got a Mike, question. Go um, for, I guess this is for Patriot and um, Lorenzo. Um, like in your circles, what kind of appetite do you see people uh, starting to have, like with civil war or wanting some change to actually happen? An actual go ahead, Patriot. Well, instead of talking, uh, honestly, guess, the the whole talking point it gets gets to a certain point. But the what is the appetite? Like, how much is enough? Is enough? You know, have you seen? Well, honestly. Honestly, those of us that have served and have been around, we feel we will be the first target for the government to come after. I think they'll come after us and target us first. What so, do you mean, the contractor, honestly, can... the, the contractor or, or the regular army guys? Or... You, Goose. Well, I, yeah. No, listen. The contractors, there's two different type of contractors. There was a contractor that was a, uh, could be a plumber or there was the guys that did what we did in the military, Rangers, Special Forces guys. Yeah, but you still so, got fired, even though I have many friends that were contractors. One of them was uh, freaking uh, <laughs> uh, artillery. He was work working out a freaking bunker, and he said, hey, I wasn't doing shit, but I was getting freaking attacked every night. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, when we're, and, when I was and a lot there. of contractors couldn't have a gun. You know that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, we could carry any – because of the type of job we had, we could carry where the military could not carry, which was really kind of cool. You know, like when I first got the diplomatic passport and my Glock pistol, and they said, here's how you carry on a civilian airliner, I was like, oh, man, wow, this is like being a secret agent. This is cool. Yeah, um, that diplomatic but, stuff, but, we envy you guys about that stuff. Because you could have gone yeah, anywhere you want to. Yeah, you know, I mean – Honestly, uh, those of us in the community, we feel like we will be targeted first. And I think they will systematically target the people that would be the threat to their power. And that would what be What does us. targeting so look I like? Patriot. Like when you say Petrio, targeting. what about you? Do you mean, yeah. Sicking the FBI after them or, or you know, I, I don't know really what it would look like. I would assume it would, you know, be targeting with law enforcement and so forth, getting them. If knowing these things, then that you would be a target, how to, how would you counteract that? How would you counterbalance or like, how would you uh, combat that in a sense? You know, or yeah, maybe listen, that should not uh, be this, is, this is the first, maybe. this is the first time, this is the first time I've ever talked publicly. The name Rocco Lorenzo is not my real name. I will never use my real name in public. Don't um, do it. Don't do it, Rocco. Don't do it. No, no. Rocco, it, it, I, I got listen, a question all, for you. All my buddies, we all have these funny, stupid, fake names, and, and that, that's really what it comes down to. But the thing is, is what we do, and, and uh, Raccoon could, uh, you know, he's a lot more public than everybody, but uh, the thing is, is most guys just keep a low profile, and, and, and we're waiting to see how things develop. That kind of goes against what we, uh, what we grew up as learning, 
you know, we have to be the tip of the spear, save the world, do this, do that. But mm-hmm. right so now you have the government. Too many good guys not doing R- Rock off. They'll label you as a terrorist in a heartbeat. Rock off. The difference between when I was there and you were there, you were in a big city. We were deep in the freaking bushes. And Patrick, can you put out something about the contractor and the way you did your mission? How it worked out? Patrick, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, well, you know, not knowing what, you know, Rocco's, you know, specifics were, obviously it sounds like uh, he was definitely involved in uh, PSD, personal security detail. Um, my experience in Afghanistan and Iraq is from an active duty, you know, service member in the Army perspective. Uh, sounds like Rocco and Raccoon and I uh, probably walked on and uh, breathed in a lot of the same dust. Uh, in both those countries based on their previous service, which, by the way, gentlemen, appreciate your service. Um, And then uh, the type of units I was in as well. So, um, But I agree with what Rocco said as far as keeping a low profile, minimize your uh, footprint per se on the Internet. Um, For you gun purchasers and ammunition purchasers out there, uh, it, it sounds funny, but you should try to buy that in cash versus using a, a credit card because then you're creating a record. So you, you could go down so many rat holes, but those are a couple things I'll offer. Well, that, that, that's exactly my sentiment as well. Um, you know, just keep the lowest profile humanly possible. Uh, as for in Afghanistan, you know, uh, yes, I did do the P, uh, the PSD under the WPPS program originally. So we were protecting folks. My specific job, I was the advanced guy. I was the guy that did the recons. So I would dress up and I started in Afghanistan. So I dress up as a Ghani and I go out with my turp and we go scout out the routes and scout out venues and plan everything. So we had a lot of hands on. We went everywhere in that country. Um, you know, from the different PRTs, which are the um, um, different military bases and fire bases throughout the country, to operating in the city. Now, when I transitioned over to Iraq, it was a whole different ballgame. Um, my my title there was called DDM, and it, it's extremely politically correct. It's called defensive marksman. I was a sniper, and we worked over there in Baghdad, and that's what the title was, defensive marksman. Insane. A high and, pay uh, sniper. Uh, say again. No, no. You guys got paid really good. When I when I retired in two thousand nine, uh, you know you gotta go to this mandatory briefing and trying to join some of these contractors, and they offer a lot of those jobs. The money is good. Don't get me wrong, cause the money is freaking good. You get paid at least one fifty, one eighty plus. They give you a round trip, and then you come back a few weeks later and do the same thing. But I got a few friends that did it, and <laughs> they didn't even finish their freaking tool. They came back. They say they they hell with the money. And I know Rocco, you are right. It was tough, even though you were under another uh, outfit. It was tough for you, too. Really tough. Well, when we started the industry, we were making over 300000 a year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was – let me tell you something. It, it changed quickly. Um, there was, well, 
I can't really talk about that. But we got a lot of money. And then at a certain point, they started being a police and national guardsmen and so forth on the detail. Um, and if you look at the prerequisite for somebody doing that type of job, no one, not even including me, and I did it for uh, almost six years, none of us even met the prerequisites. Um, you know, and, and a lot at the time, I was probably over there longer than anyone. Now, since I was hurt, been back, I do have one friend that actually spent 14 years doing that type of work and came back, not even a scratch on him. I don't know how he did that. He's but, rich. Uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe he spent it all on, on uh, you know, hookers and booze. I don't know. They call it the um, Philippine girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that being said, actually, uh, there's three people I know that lived in Ukraine that worked with me. One guy, I think, is stuck there. He served in the military with me. I got him the job doing the contractor work, and he was working over there as a chef. And we've all been trying to reach out to him, and um, nobody's heard from him. So he's probably stuck over there somewhere. Um, you know, I know you guys started talking about the Ukraine thing. You know, what's this? What's that? Nobody really knows what's really going on. No, but we, all we're going to go. Know, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. All I do know is from what I've seen in our country, we've been suppressed in America. And Thank all you. I can say is I don't trust anything anybody tells us here. So why all of a sudden t today do I say, okay, I'm going to believe what they tell me about what's happening there. There's no way. I don't believe anything. So it is a bad feeling in America. And you see, and you see what's happening with the gas. They're trying to crush America. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fairly well off, and the gas price hurts me. You know, I got a 60-gallon gas tank of my diesel. Holy smokes, I spent $250 to fill the thing up the other day. Um, yeah. it's, a tough, it's a tough thing out there. Um, but here in America, uh, there's going to be something that ignites everything. And, it, you know, it, it's not like North versus South, um, you know, America versus China. Constitution. It's our constitution yeah, that we like have to stand on, that foundation, that fundamental truth that we all agreed on early on. We can't forget those time-tested quotes that I just put in there, too. Also, we can't forget these things. We put them to the wayside at times when, with all the noise going on in the world, but we can't forget. And well, we have to remind ourselves. And that's absolutely right. That's why we should carry that little packet that you got before from the post office and our article, the Constitution, everything, you are absolutely right, Mike. And let me tell you something that we were going to go that route, uh, Rocco, because every day is a new thing that come out in the news. Everything new, they're suppressing everything. But uh, Ukraine is no, they are no saints neither. I mean, the, my question is, and I'm going to ask this to Patriot, China came out today saying that Ukraine have a logical lapse and that they agree with Russia, what they're doing because they're biological lapse. So, Patriot, what do you think about those biological labs that they're talking about? Well, not only the, the fact that they have them, but they're, they're saying that they're, they belong to the U.S. <laughs> what do you think, Patriot, about that? Well, I'll... I'll, I'll... I'll kind of start off like with what Rocco said. I don't trust, uh, and it's sad to say that, you know, being a 30-year veteran myself and some of the other things I've done, but 
Uh, it's sad to say that I don't trust the government, but I do know that the Undersecretary of State, Victoria Newland, earlier this week testified Thank in the you. Senate and, and, and directly told Senator Rubio that she was concerned about those labs in Ukraine. So right there tells me they do exist. Now, I don't have access, you know, to any classified info. I do have a TS SCI clearance still, but, uh, you know, the fact that she said that tells me they do exist. Now, whether we own them, we're paying for biological, you know, research there, who knows? I think that'll still come out. But look at the Wuhan lab. That supposedly never happened. We weren't involved in that. And then several months ago, what happened? The, C the CC or CDC admitted, yes, we were financing Gainer Research research there at the uh, Wuhan lab. $8.6 million, you're right. Proving that, proven that, proven that Dr. Fauci, if you still want to call him a doctor, lied to Congress. Frankenstein, which then right. he should oh. be, Which now he should be prosecuted, but never will. Hey, guys, there's something else I wanted to mention to you. Yes, sir. Some of you might have served in the military. Some of you have not. But, you know, a lot of people talk about security clearance. And and um, that's always been a topic I discuss with my friends because I happen to have been in the position, you know, as a civilian, you get a little bit of information and you have to kind of guess what's going on. When you served in the military, you get a little bit more information <clears throat> and then you can kind of guess what's going on. And we know they lie you know, when we get. <laughs> yes. And, and then after doing what I did where I was around these people and listening to conversations, it yeah. kind of blew me yeah. away. But so security clearance, you know, it's funny. As an Army Ranger prior, you know, you're never supposed to say you work with Delta. You did this. You did that. And then the movie comes out. So I've always <laughs> wondered, like, huh, this is secret. You know what I found? A security clearance is for one thing covering up criminal activity by the our own government i've seen it i've witnessed it and it it's like wow it blows your way um the ukraine biolabs i believe uh that's factual in the united states we have a lot of secret biolabs and i'm privy to one that i just discovered recently because i got a friend that works in it um <laughs> it's in hamilton it's that in hamilton you. montana Hamilton, Montana, a level four bio lab, and it's in the middle of a residential neighborhood in Hamilton, and it looks like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory on top. It's shocking. And what do you think they're doing in there? We're not supposed to do that stuff, and it's right there. Hamilton is over where they filmed that uh, Yellowstone movie. If anybody doesn't, so so now you see the picture. Uh, first was Russia alone. Now you got China joining them. Now we got Zelensky came up yesterday, put out a video that he's willing to sit down with Putin on the table and forget about NATO joining stuff. He don't want to pursue it. He just want peace and talk yeah, about wait. the territory. You see why nobody doing anything about that. Why are freaking, why are freaking government is not taking that freaking opportunity to try to end this. And you know why? Because what Raccoon said before, the industrial complex, motherfucker, they want to get rich out of these people sending guns, weapons, all kind of stuff. And you're it, right, it, Raccoon, the industrial yeah, complex. 
Ukraine is a place where they launder money. Um, th- th- this brings in another thing. This is, I'm sorry. This is the first time I've ever done these podcasts. And I'm sorry there that was I a time. There's, there's a guy, uh, and you can look him up. His name's Rabani. He was one of the former uh, presidents in Afghanistan. He's since been assassinated. His son uh, is actually one of the biggest hash and opium dealers in the whole country. When I was in Afghanistan, for some strange reason, uh, I was assigned to protect this guy. Somebody was supposed to kill him. And I had to protect this guy for two weeks. And at the time, you know, I was an unaware person like most people are. I'm, I think I'm becoming aware now of all this, like the things we discuss. But at a certain point, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is a pretty nice guy. And then I thought to myself, why am I protecting this guy? What interest am I protecting? And it's obviously the interest of, you know, one of our agencies that has interest in what he's selling. Um, and again, I do think Ukraine is a huge uh, uh, nucleus for uh, money laundering. And, um, you know, like we see what Putin's doing. I don't think we would have done anything different than what Putin did. We might approach it in a different manner. But if he sees the biolabs as a threat, we would have taken them out just like he did. What else would we have done? We would have secured the nuclear sites. What did Putin do? He secured the nuclear sites. Okay. I don't see him going in here. I don't see him going in there. He's doing exactly what we would have done. And if you look at the history of that area, they were doing um, special operations operations uh, for the last couple of years. They were sending Russian sniper teams in trying to reduce some of these threats. As um, Hunter Biden. Where the money oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it's just amazing <laughs> just how bad they've done to what they've done to this country. And this is, you know, Joe Biden, sure, he comes off as a complete knucklehead and senile. There's no question about it. But this is all part of the plan. Their goal is to destroy and cripple America. Now, who is they, who are they working for? I don't know. Probably whoever's paying them the most money. Uh, so maybe in this whole grand scheme of things, I think President Trump said a few years ago, if I remember correctly, one day the truth is going to come out and uh, it, it's going to spin everybody's head. The people who we thought were our enemy are really not. And the people who we didn't think were our enemy, uh, we're our friends are, are actually the enemy. And that's what I'm seeing. So why we call Putin being irrational, maybe he's made, made making some freaking point. He want to make a point that Ukraine with the, our government is so freaking corrupt that he don't want to take that shit. And he's well, willing fit, fit. to go all the way. He's willing to go all the way. Well, fix what they do here in the United States. Very, in the United States, they point. label people as mentally ill when, when they have a problem with somebody. They're mentally ill. That's always what they resort to because they're trying to demean and, and it's a propaganda tactic is what they're doing. I, I'm sure the guy's pretty bright. It's no different than they label President Trump as incompetent and, you know, he needed a medical test. The guy's probably the brightest person we've ever had in the presidency. Psychological warfare. Very powerful hey. tool. So China officially joined the boat there with Russia. Now you know Iran and you know Syria is sending troops to Ukraine. Wake up. Wake up. Okay? That wa- that's why Russia stayed in Syria all these many years. Now it's payback. 
because Russia helped the Syrian government stay in power. Now they're going to Ukraine. So why we don't come with some peace treaty and stop this? Why? That's my question. Why? Another uh, ally of Russia. Go ahead, Raccoon. Yeah, just think of the shit show that's going to happen in about a month or two when China starts firing up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we've got all the Navy over there saying, yeah, we're going to keep them back and save Taiwan. Well, what makes you think Taiwan is heaven? It's probably <laughs> just as much corrupt as they go on the Ukraine is corrupt. Oh, yeah. You guys are also another we don't know where those Chinese they gone mail order brides are coming from, do we? <laughs> raccoon, <laughs> raccoon. It seems to me like everything that we touch our country, it go to shit because they get so freaking corrupted because of their money. That's because they keep trying to push democracy everywhere. Yeah. Democracy don't work, guys. It don't work. It's the next step to communism. And Chinese. I don't think it's the Chinese push of democracy. Are, it's are, those that are in command, those that are in positions of power, with with their intent and their corruption inside. Uh, that's the problem. It's their corruption that, that leads them that leads us down this road. You know. It's thank you, thank you. And democracy. Hang on, hang on, don't you see every down. time, uh, every time a democratic democratic person take over our government. We had to face all this issue all over again. Yeah, and it, what's really bad about it is, see, we're we're a republic, not a democracy. Democracy is mob rule. Yeah, we are a republic. republic You're right. Is different. Yes. Okay, we're uh, supposed to vote on everything, and Congress is supposed to pass what we want. But no, they vote on it. We never see it. They don't even read it. And they're making tons and tons of money. That's why they, don't they call even represent us anymore. We that, need to get them. The that's why they call politicians in Congress a Congress, and a group of baboons is also known as a Congress. Hey, raccoon! They <laughs> give you, they give you three thousand pages for you to read in one hour. That you should read in one hour, three thousand pages. Okay. <laughs> uh, ain't nothing. The last bill that they signed for Obamacare was twenty thousand pages. You see how tall them books yeah, were? I know, I know. Jesus Christ. Go ahead, Mary. Go ahead, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. I can uh, hear you, Mary. Politically uh, has a question here in the in the chat room, so I'm gonna read it for him. He's got a okay. serious two part question. Should we or should we not use military force to protect Ukraine? That's the first question. So I don't know who wants to answer that. Go ahead, Patriot. Not with sack of shit as president. Sorry. <clears throat> I, I, I answered on the thread, no. We should not use our military to uh, defend Ukraine. Uh, we, we should not use it to defend Taiwan either, not to get off topic. That's just my opinion. But uh, technically, we were already supposed to be defending Ukraine. If you go back to 1994, when President Clinton uh, signed a deal with them, if they gave up their uh, nuclear weapons to Russia to get rid of them, uh, we we obliged ourselves to defend them. Obviously, uh, we didn't uphold our uh, partnership there. 
Russia didn't either, though, because part of that deal, the Budapest Memorandum, was also on Russia's end saying that they would recognize them as a sovereign nation and uh, wouldn't attack them and interfere with that either, though. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Mike. I agree with you, Mike, but we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be you. the high moral example for the world. How, how, how many times did Trump get yelled at because... He made Germany feel bad because he was calling them out by not uh, obliging their 2% of GDP per NATO members. How, how yeah, many times did he get beat up because he made such and such Justin Trudeau feel bad like a little kid? Well, yep. we need to uh, ask Clinton uh, what, what, what he thinks about Joe Biden, his buddy, not uh, adhering to the deal he made in 1994. Yeah. Tell you what, Trump allowed us to see exactly what we are capable of. Trump is just a man, but him as a man, he was able to show us what we could do together, united, together, fighting for the same things that we love. Because you don't just stop loving something as much as this country. Hey, Trump is like Trump is like the pesticide. He put the pesticide and cockroach and all that stuff, and they start coming out, running all over. Now, you're see, missing the narrative, though. You see what we got. narrative, right? though. Guys, hang on. Let me finish. Trump is, hang Trump on, is raccoon, always raccoon, has wait. been raccoon, wait, CEO. Wait, wait, raccoon. Trump has always been a CEO. He treated this country as a CEO. He was trying to forego okay. a hostile takeover. All right, we'll get on that. That's why he would sit there and tell them how stupid they were and how dumb they were acting. Put some headphones and on. Everybody got mad because their feelings got hurt. Okay, go ahead, Mario. The- I got a few people because don't even listen to me. All right, the second part of the question was uh, would this have happened if Trump were president? I mean, I think no. I, I think uh, Rocco no, or uh, Patriot, absolutely not. Uh, uh, no, this rock. Oh, yeah, no, that was Raccoon talking before. Uh, no, he's a little bit old, enough, so he goes off on tangent. Sorry. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Rocco. He's on the show every night, every Wednesday, so we know. Oh, yeah, we love Raccoon. We love Raccoon. Listen, I've been listening to him for the last year, and I can't tell you how many times I thought he was insane. But you know, if he can, if if he can put it together, he's a hundred percent right on a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as for President Trump, I don't think it would happen. <laughs> he is. I, I, he used to be my I, medic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, he was. Hey, I, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think this would happen if Trump was in. But, um, you know, I yeah, think I this is a huge globalist takeover. Yeah, this is a huge globalist takeover. We can't send the military in because basically what they're doing is, is the corrupt politicians are protecting their own self-interest in that country. Um, you know, if this happened in Zimbabwe or something where nobody's there, they wouldn't say a damn thing. They wouldn't care. But because it affects their pocket, that's the only reason. You got to ask yourself, what are they doing there? Uh, there's a lot of information coming out uh, now. Uh, on the Dan Bongino show I saw earlier, uh, there was a uh, uh, a report from, I don't know, some newspaper that they happened to snapshot or, or uh and they were able to keep it. And it was a report from back in 2005 of Obama uh, knowing and being fully aware of these bioweapons labs in Ukraine. So this information has been out there. They're trying to hide it. Um, and again, you ask yourself, hey, if they're hiding it, you know, why are you hiding it? 
Just say, yeah, we got it there, and then nobody would ever ask another question. But if you remember, uh, when this war started here, they lied about them. And the only reason this came out was because there was an article from back in April of last year that was put up by the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine acknowledging they were there. And, you know, they get caught. And now it's coming out and coming out and coming out. Hey, Maverick, somebody, somebody pointed out to uh, oh, Maverick, What's that? Uh, yeah. Somebody pointed out to me the other day that we need to stop. We already know this. Stop watching our own news and go around the world. A lot of reporting, good reporting is taking place in other countries. Oh, yeah. There's nothing good coming out of our media. I mean, our media is just, they're, they're told what to say. And, and by the time that those other countries start putting out the good news, our reporters found out, then they start spitting a little bit, pieces by pieces. But right. they never tell us the truth. So you need to go out, out of our country to find the real well, and you, that and alternative media. I mean, you, you you can't you can't go to CNN or even Fox News anymore, or any of those places, uh, because you're just not going to get you're you're not going to get the truth. You're going to get their version of the truth. Um, but yeah, I mean, alternative media is really where you're going to find uh, a little more than you. Not political, else. Mary. And yeah, I, I agree. Political. With you. I agree. Ask you a question about Trump using military. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I was feeling the other day that we must help these people. Somehow send the freaking Air Force to bomb the shit out of Russia. But you know what? After my anger went down and my freaking, you know, freaking went down and I reset myself, it's a very difficult situation. And uh, I think when, if Trump would have been in the White House, it would be way different, and I don't think we would have had to use any, any, anything that had to do with our army. I think Trump would have talked to Putin and would have fixed the things out because they respect each other. Yeah, who our commander in chief is is what ultimately dictates our path. Who our commander in chief is ultimately, yeah. right? But because we got Biden, we got Blinken, we got this other girl, uh, Kirby from the State Department, then Price, they always freaking lying and lying and lying and cover for each other. They never tell the American people, we the people, the truth. And that's yeah. what's going on. I mean, in this administration, the, uh, the... for a reason, okay? It's called Project Mockingbird for a reason. That's the whole reason why television was set up. Tell a vision and programming a lot of people fall for it. i know raccoon that's why you moved to montana because you don't have no tv down there so <laughs> nobody can get into you hey man we, we have messed interesting raccoon television we have satellite here too guys <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen I, I am partially blonde but seriously tell a vision is that what it tv okay interesting i like okay I learned something new today. Yeah, wow. hey, this is hey, this is Rocco. <laughs> hey, again, like I told you, that's one of those moments where you have to sit there and say, "What the hell are you talking about, Doc?" But <laughs> Raccoon, <laughs> some of the listen, guys. Hey, I want to defend the guy for a second. Some of the times when he goes rambling and you guys are trying to jump in, the only reason he goes rambling is because he wears hearing aids and the guy can't hear you. He does it to me all the time. <laughs> he just can't hear you. Right. That's right. well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Say what? No. <laughs> we 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 love raccoon. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Don't get us wrong. I mean, uh, I love his profile yeah, picture. He's one too. of our biggest. So, do you guys think anybody that we can accomplish any peace in what's going on right now in Ukraine and Russia? Do you think is any resolution, anything that we can do to stop it? I don't think. Not wild dumb shit is <clears throat> Oh, who's that? Er, er, he went go. Er, 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 What's going on? Not what do you think, er? in, uh, officer. No, no peace. There's no reasonable correction to what's already happened because he doesn't know how to run a country. Okay. Um, the other thing that I had a question about is nobody ever mentions by uh, Hunter Biden's laptop anymore. That's all gone and yeah, disappeared. Well, I, I, and no, no, that has all the evidence that we need right there for what's going on. Now, the other thing is, when President Trump was in office, our gas prices, at least here, were right around 149. Some some places were like 129. You know what I mean? And then in, within one year, it went from say 1 159 all the way up to where it is now, almost four bucks a gallon at my little station in my little town. Now, I cannot afford this, and I don't drive very much, but I could imagine if somebody is driving to work for a half an hour to work, a half an hour home, that's one hour to spend on the road just to get to work and home. Yep. Not to mention I drive an hour to the office and an hour home every day. Hey, okay. er, how yeah. much you spend on your scooter on gas? <laughs> I, have a, <laughs> I have a Chevy, uh, Chevy uh, Traverse, thank you. I have a big, big okay. car. Yeah. And, well, am uh, I going to buy a scooter? It'd be cheaper to go to work. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Ride, ride, ride a bicycle. You can't ride the scooter in, in the wintertime here. That's not a good idea. No, I don't want no, to drive. You're like, in Siberia. What do you expect? It'll help fight against COVID-19, ride a bicycle, and a save on gas. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. Now, how did, how did Trump... His prices so low, he opened up our own refineries and got the gas flowing here at home. Biden gets in the office and he shuts everything down, correct? Correct. That's correct. Then all of a sudden we have to rely on everybody else for the gas or whatever. And we have it here. Why are we even, you know, dealing with outside help when we can take care of ourselves? Now we're going to have to take in a, no offense towards anyone that's Ukrainian, and I'm sad that this has happened, but now we're going to have to take in millions of refugees from this war that we're not even supposed to be involved in, period. Okay, well, now you might think, Eric, you might think I'm cold. we got open border just dropping in Mexico and they walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Thanks, Jamie. I like leave that. Leave them all in your. So yeah. that, that's, that's the problem. We. I mean, these guys, America. all these leaders of Russia, China, they've been watching since this guy took over. Yeah. And they're so freaking happy because, they say, oh, shit, they're doing it themselves. They're destroying themselves. We don't have to do that much. Exactly. They're all sitting back. All these countries are sitting back. Watching. No one is going to invade us right now. They're just going to watch. Right. Once, we, once we fall apart to where we, we you know, we're, we're looking left they'll come in and pick the pieces up and, and we are so right. dumb patriot tell me that i'm right wrong we negotiating this nuclear deal with iran and our intermediate person is a freaking russian 
I mean, what's wrong with this? Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's because this administration, whether it's dealing with Iran or trying to figure out what Putin's going to do, is always dealing from a position of fear instead of strength. And we're talking about this liberal, democratic, evil complex party, yeah? Always do the same thing. Hey, guys, Correct. I got a theory here. I, I got a theory that might solve the... Um, the uh, refugee crisis. Montana, tell Congress, no. <laughs> no, tell Congress, tell Congress they're all white. Oh, oh, don't remind white. them. Come on, we they can't let them know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raccoon, I was thinking about that, but I was wrong because I was watching other news, and uh, they had all type of people in the trains. This is the new news. Uh, maybe that just our Maverick. news. Maybe our news just show white people. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, but do you think? Uh, do you think they're watching MSM though? You know, do you think that Congress watches MSM? They already know what the lie is going to. Be. They they know. I mean, they know they lie all the time. Maybe that's why some Democrats are waking up now, and like today they didn't want to pass a bill unless they change this, they change that. I don't think every Democrat is freaking evil. I think there are some people there that when they go there, they find themselves trapped and they don't have no other choice but to get out or vote with them. I think that's what's going on. You got this girl. What's her name, Eric? Tercy, Tercy, what's her name? Gabber? Tulsi Gabber. Tulsi Gabber. Yeah, Gabber. Yeah, she's outspoken right now. She's going after the Democrat, and she run for the Democratic Party to be president. Hey, mm. hey, guys, I got a question for you. I, I ask everybody this, okay? Uh, it's two parts, okay? So, why one, why would anybody call themselves a Democrat that say they love America, you know, support our Constitution? And uh, the second part of it, it's kind of like, oh, I'm a Nazi, but I don't believe what the Nazis uh, believe in. I mean, who, who in their right mind would call themselves a Nazi? Uh, it's the same thing. Why would they call yourself a Democrat if you claim you love the country and everything? Why aren't these people changing parties? Now, that being said, I don't believe the Republicans are any better because you don't see them standing up right now. But um, I don't get it. Well, that name now holds a type of what do you call it um it's stigma? it's yeah stigma so just like the nazis then in that time in that day and age if you go back in time you're a nazi uh, you didn't think of yourself like that as we think of them now because history has shown you know um i guess maybe that's it it's now a, a dead party name i mean it's disgusting what they're doing but i think there's you know the rhinos which are i mean they're so obvious what they're doing the ones that you know, are making decisions for us as our representatives yeah. and that aren't, you know, they aren't. I mean, they just, uh, you can tell which ones are corrupted and which ones aren't, which ones they, are standing. They are the, you you ride the rhino. Falling. And you know, the other day, uh, two, three weeks ago, uh, Marco Rubio uh, kind of give kudos to Biden. And he trying to say, uh, we got some uh, intel what we can't talk about. That's, that's BS. That's BS. Well, what you can't talk about. Intel, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I think a lot of the stuff, the information we get, I think those agencies spend just as much time trying to convince the people that work there that uh, the narrative they're trying to push as they do for the whole narrative in itself. Because yeah, I Rocco, have friends. You hit the freaking nail on the head. You're right. They do. The agency spends a lot. Of, listen, I'm ashamed of what I'm seeing in this country. Okay. I spent a long time serving in the military. I was very fortunate to be in the right job, right time. And um, then getting the job doing that stuff. I was kind of in the pinnacle of it all. I have some friends that were in the military with Superman. And I, I was lucky enough to get it. And in, in my field, I was very, very lucky. I, I, I was involved with everything that went on from 2003 to 2008. You, you name it, I was there. Uh, my kids would see me on TV, you know, protecting this person or doing this or doing that. It was kind of neat. Uh, but a lot of the sinister stuff going on went over my head. Now, I, I'm home. I'm injured. I don't give a shit anymore. So there's certain things I will talk about, you know. There is a thing I call Operation Wristwatch. <laughs> okay. And, you know, your whole career, you're waiting for the cool guy mission. So in the work we did, we had clearances with the Army or, you know, the military DOD. We had clearances with the State Department. And some of us had clearances with the agency as well. So we could operate in all fields. And because of the defensive marksman job I was doing, Uh, I got approached at the uh, embassy in Baghdad. And the embassy in Baghdad was actually the provincial palace. And we're getting ready to go out on an op. And they, they called me. They said, hey, so-and-so, hey, they're out to uh, – They got the suits want to talk to you. So I get out of the vehicle. They hand me a manila folder. And I'm not bullshitting you this. I open it as one piece of paper with a forearm, a forearm from below the elbow to the hand with the Casio wristwatch on there. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, flipping it over. And as you can tell, I do talk a lot. So I'm always in, you know, stirring the pot and fucking around with my buddies. And I'm looking at this thing. And I look at the guy like, uh, am I missing a page? No. I said, okay, what am I doing? Well, when you get to the venue, when you see the guy with that watch, uh, take him out. And then uh, don't say anything to anybody else. You're the only one cleared. And we'll handle the report and you get back. So I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is this? So I get in the car and I'll say nothing. So after a couple minutes, all the guys are like, you know, as you can tell, I got a Boston accent. So all the guys are like, hey, cocksucker, what are you doing back there? Why are you so quiet? So after about 10 minutes, I finally told them what I just said. And, you know, we get to the venue and the whole time we're there, they're on the radio. Hey, so-and-so, look, this guy's got to watch it. They're pointing, they're calling me over the radio. So the whole time I'm freaking out like, Oh, my God, I finally got a cool thing, and it's stupid, and everybody, I'm going to get caught, right? So in the end, you know, they did this for about 45 minutes saying, hey, this guy's going to watch. That guy's going to watch. And uh, I get back, and I meet with the guy, and he's like, oh, uh, any luck? I said, no, no, didn't see anything. So, you know, uh, things aren't what you really think they are. You think people are listening. They're not. When you don't think they are, they probably are. But <laughs> – Uh, shit, I don't even know the point I was trying to make. Rocco, um, what you're trying to but, do and say is that you must got some intelligence, real good, real intelligent report, but when I get to the top, it's all freaking erased. They change everything. Oh, they're, full of, they're so full of shit. You can't believe anything they say. There was a guy, listen, guys, look this up, okay? When, when I first got over to Afghanistan, it was in 2003, 
okay? Every time we get our intelligence information from whatever agency, you'd, you'd ask, what is the source? That means, hey, guys, uh, who told us this? Did it come from the military? Did it come from some kid on the street? Did it come from whatever? Come from CNN. Our of, <laughs> yes. Our, yeah, CNN, exactly. So our source of information. No, sometimes stuff came from reporters, guys. I, I'll get to that in a second. That's, that's, sometimes the reporters would actually save the day, and it's no bullshit. But most of the time, they're full of shit. So <laughs> we would get intel, and they would always say the source was Jack Adema. Has anybody heard of Jack Adema? Does anybody know? Okay. So Jack Adema was an ex-Special Forces guy. Uh, he got some kind of lawsuit over in Fayetteville, had a lot of money. So when after Osama bin Laden struck, if that happened, and we put a bounty on him, Jack Adema said, fuck it. I'm going over there. I'm going to capture myself and collect the bounty. So you hired another guy. I think his name was Kabbalah or something. I, I keep thinking Cabela, like Cabela's, but it was something like that, and he hired a reporter. So he was literally in Afghanistan hunting these fuckers down, pulling fingernails out and doing interrogations. No bullshit. So every time we got information, it was from Jack Edema. And I'm telling you right now, it was 100% credible. And uh, then when the uh, Abu Ghraib crap kicked off, um, Adema had pissed off the ISAF commander. ISAF was an agency in, in Afghanistan that was a multi-force uh, conglomerate. Like uh, six months, the U.S. general would be in charge. Another six months would be Canada. Next one would be, you know, whatever, uh, Iceland, okay? And uh, Adema pissed them off, and, and uh, Abu Ghraib had just happened. And our government decided, okay, fuck it. We can't have him running around doing this. Let ISAF take care of him. So they arrested him. They stuck him in the prison in Afghanistan. So uh, I had learned that, I mean, I didn't know this stuff, but I had learned that the U.S. Embassy, if you have a uh, U.S. citizen, uh, they visit them once a month. And uh, I found this out because we were on the security detail to bring the female diplomat out to them so she could visit we'd bring mres and water for the three americans and every time we went there oh boy edema would cuss her up and down it was kind of comical um but while he was still in there we would still get intel like one day i remember they said hey we're gonna get rocketed at the embassy at 2 p.m what's the source jack edema hold on a second he's in the prison oh somebody smuggled a cell phone to him you know you don't know who to trust and who not to trust. But the guy was spot on. And the government threw him under the bus, I guess. I don't know. That's what it's they do all things. the time, Rocco. That's what they do. Yeah, well, what I was going to get into is the Blackwater shooting. That <laughs> I was there, okay? So um, after the shooting, we, you know, after every shooting we had over overseas there, we would have to do an interview with the State Department agent from the Bureau of Diplomatic Security. And it would be on a law enforcement form because the Bureau of Diplomatic Security is a law enforcement agency. So it was conducted in the same manner. So uh, we'd have a shoot bio. The shoot bio would basically say, yeah, I'm qualified in this weapon, this, 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 and this. And it would pretty much be a finger drill. After that Blackwater shooting we had, uh, an FBI agent came in and he did the interview. And I remember going in and they said, um, 
Rocco. Okay, quote unquote. My again, that's not my real name. But they said, uh, hey, Rocco, uh, remember what you learned. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck did I learn? So I go in and as an agent, and eventually I kind of figured out diplomatic immunity, fuck you. And yeah, I, but, I didn't know uh, whether it's saying it. Rocco, yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but I said yeah. it was a NATO mission. It wasn't our mission. It was a NATO mission that I'm right wrong. And it was yeah, yeah, that's, what by, I was, that's what I was saying. Every six months, ISAF would have a different commander in charge. And, so and it was a four-star general would, because I remember yes. Petrel, McChrystal, and other generals, like Campus, other generals, they were in charge. There wasn't no a regular 05. It was a star general, three or four star general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So every six months, there'd be a different general in charge. So you'd have, for the first, like, say, a U.S. general, and then the next one could be a Canadian general. The next one could be a German general. So that changed all the time, the ISAF thing. But um, getting back to this other thing, so the Blackwater shoot, in the end, um, you know, I did the interview. I said, fuck you. I didn't answer any questions. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm probably going to get in trouble. And then after, I said, good job. The, the few guys that opened their mouth were all the ones that got in trouble, you know, and they threw them under the bus. But the point I was going to make is the media is not always bad, which is hard for me to say. We had to do a detail shortly after because the Justice Department in Baghdad was doing a, a uh, Rocco, what you know, year a, a, was interview. that? What year was that, Rocco? Uh, 2007. After Obama took over in 2009. No. They shit went shit with the media. The media, you couldn't believe the media anymore. Yeah, Nobody well, well there was a hit on all Blackwater people over there after after that happened. But let me get to the point. So we go into this meeting, and, you know, I'm just pulling security at a door, you know. And we'll listen to the Justice Department say, we're going to charge all these guys with commission of a crime with an automatic weapon, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, what the hell? But there was a reporter that raised their hand and said, yes, what's the question? Well, how could you charge them with the crime when those are weapons that are issued through the U.S. Embassy? They shut down the uh, interview at that point, and I, I, it kind of caught my surprise. Like, holy shit, they asked a good question. So they're not all bad. Well, that was too many years ago, Rocco. I don't yeah. hear any good question anymore. Maybe Peter Ducey, but nobody yeah. else. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'd want. I'm sure he'd want to ask more questions, but he knows he'd get thrown out and wouldn't be able to get back in there. You know. <laughs> There, there is a guy that's asking that uh, State Department spokesman um, that's riding his ass. Um, I know that's been all over the all over the news and everything else. But listen, guys, I thank you guys for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. I've never spoke on one of these. I know I talk a lot. I apologize. And, you know, for my buddy Raccoon there, understand he can't hear shit. So that's why he rambles on. Thank what? you, Rocco. We do appreciate you coming. <laughs> He's talking about you, yeah. <laughs> hey, Patriot, I got a question hey, for you. Time, Rocco. You're, you're welcome here anytime. You guys all welcome, Raccoon, too. Thank you. We love yeah, you, Raccoon. Thank you. Uh, Patriot, uh, one question that I got for you, another question. Every day, a show in the media that Putin is using a different badass gun or weapon against the Ukrainian. Why this got to be like that? I mean, what do you think is going on? Do you think really these people are staging everything that's going on in Ukraine? Yeah. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you mean? You, you think uh, Ukraine is uh, 
like using their Hollywood to like uh, make these uh, videos? I, I don't know, because every day you see in the news, they're using a, a new bomb. Uh, uh, this bomb, that bomb, and using different stuff to kill people. I mean, every day is a new one. Well, no, I agree. I mean, if you've ever seen the movie, I think it's called Wag the Dog, uh, where the Hollywood uh, pretty much made up a war based off of uh, fake scripts and former uh, combat footage to help the current president, you know, stay in power. But uh, one thing that I'm kind of surprised based off my experience in Iraq and Afghanistan and all the reporters that I saw there and all the footage you would see uh, during Iraq and Afghanistan on our own news. Yeah, we, we see this video of after destruction, but I'm still kind of surprised. I haven't seen any media coverage of actually patrolling Ukrainian forces, engaging with Russians or vice versa. So I do find that odd. Um, obviously there's some explosions going off cause I mean, you see the damage to these buildings and the, the dead people in uh, certain videos. So, right. So we don't see freaking action, like going door to door and people freaking destroying tank right there in the moment. We don't see none of that. Yeah, no, I mean, look, go, look, look on the internet and Google Battle of Fallujah. Look how many YouTube videos are going to come up and TikToks or, well, I don't know if they had TikTok during Fallujah, but I mean, you, you can Google so many battle scenes from Afghanistan and Iraq, but I've seen very little, even from, you know, individual people shooting it with their own phone. I've seen very little exactly on the internet. I said this exact same thing. Uh, not long ago, you don't see you'll see the jets getting shot down, so but you don't see any ground to ground combat footage. Uh, very rarely, I've seen like a couple clips, and that's it. Yeah, Mary, we were talking about that in the beginning, remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, why do you think this is? I mean, is it being covered up or it's just not happening? I don't have an answer. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's being covered up. I mean, I guess maybe some some of these reporters or most of them don't want to get killed in Ukraine. I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I just find it odd. I, I would, I well, George Washington said something like that. <laughs> it's better to so offer no excuse than a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was a good one. And that's what's going on. So uh, if I read you one, then he used to, to let you know what it is. I just got this one. It say. Deep gasp, Russian long popping thermobaric weapon. What the hell is that gun? That weapon? That's the vacuum bomb. Long, long, yes. long, kill, kill you lungs. <laughs> no, that's the vacuum bomb. No, it's it's a larger blast and it lasts longer too. The blast no, wave lasts longer. I know what I mean, but they're oh, coming. They're coming with all kind of freaking name every day with a new one. The other day they call it a vacuum bomb. The other day they call it another bomb. I said, and a firebomb, firebomb, fire yeah, and the bulletproof bomb and all that bullshit. The bulletproof, so, yeah, they come with all kind of names, and then they show you the building, they're destroyed. But you know, you see some people there, you you see it, but uh, one or two, 
I, I, I don't see that many, but the news, if you listen to the news, it's like thousands of people are dying. Well, I saw a picture. The Ukrainians were picking up dead Russian soldiers, and there's about eight or nine of them, and they're loading the bodies up in the back of this this van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were laying on the ground. So, so there are people definitely dying, and soldiers dying. No, too. no, I don't say. Like, okay, they say they killed twelve thousand Russians the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaking, uh, which you know it could be true, but uh, then you got Putin. He said no, it was only four hundred people, not twelve thousand. Did you guys see the video with the guys who were laying in body bags behind the reporter, and one of them started moving around, and they kept trying to. Close yeah, well, that that was that, <laughs> that was that, that was fake. That was from uh, Australia. Uh, <laughs> when I sh- I showed that video to my wife, that was from Ukraine. Then my wife, three minutes later, say, "Hey, stop listening to those freaking fake news." It came out from Australia when they were doing the COVID nineteen count of people who died, and they were faking it. They did it like that. It's so they did the same in video in Australia. They also backwards. they also had a. They also had a picture of a bomb sitting in somebody's house. And if you look at it, it doesn't have a freaking nose cone detonator on it. Yeah. It's got the plug. Well, in there's it. there's definitely MISO operations going on both sides. MISO, military information support operations, uh, aka psychological operations. They changed the doctrinal term for it, but both both sides are, you know, obviously you know, conducting MISO operations. Well, I guess our country only covering the good news for Ukraine. Yeah. Our I, country I is, no, 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 the hearts, a lot of men and women on this country are really unhealthy right now. We got to also try to remember to build that up too, to build the hearts back up because we got to have a strong country and, and and for us as civilians, well, you know, we have to Patrick, remember. You just to got well, I, agree. I agree. Hey, hey, Mike Tampa Bay, I agree. That starts in uh, pre-K or definitely in kindergarten. Like I remember starting the day off by doing Pledge of Allegiance. And then Thank also you. starts Thank in you. school with the curriculum, not teaching that our country is so bad based off of things that happened in the history. We That's learn from the history and become stop. a better country. That's got to stop. We should do every podcast with the Pledge of Allegiance. Eat too. well. <laughs> Eating yes. well will help a lot of people get out of the, the psychosis they're having because they're stuffing their face with so much junk. Bingo. That they can't fundamentals eat well. We've forgotten fundamentals. We need to get back to the basics so we can remember Petra, what makes us strong. Amen. Are we ready to fight Russia? It depends on what type of fight. I mean, if you want to go nuclear to nuclear, yeah, sure. Uh, long, drawn-out war combat, I don't think so. I think our equipment and uh, logistics is better. I don't know how mentally and physically tough our Army and Marines are anymore. That's just my opinion based off my own observations. And you just retired, like, what, 18 months ago, 20 months ago? 2019. And you still got contact from those leaders all over the place, yeah? And they're telling you that, that they're not ready. Correct. In combat arms units in the Army. Yeah. You heard right there, guys. 
We are not ready. And the same thing that I was saying before, maybe we, de- we bump the shit out of Russia, maybe, but, you know, if we throw one bomb, they're going to send another this way. Exactly. They're going to be I mean, right there. You can there. Google. Like, you can Google. This is a known up. fact. This is a known fact, and you can Google this. And the Department of Defense reports this to Congress in reports and also in oral testimony every year that it is a great concern of DOD if they ever had to initiate the draft that they wouldn't even be able to draft the manpower required for the national emergency. There's only roughly, I think the last estimate was 30% of draft aged men that would even be able to be drafted into the military either due to physical disqualification, i.e. obesity or some other type of medical issue, uh, education-wise, they're not high school graduates, or uh, moral torpitude, i.e. they're felons already and such. Um, So it's it's an issue that gets very little coverage, but in a long-term strategy, you know, it, it is something to be concerned about. I don't think as citizens, um, we have a duty as well. Yeah, I, I think we have a duty, but I think we're completely in the wrong here because we have a criminal entity in this country that is just in cover up mode over in Ukraine. We would do nothing different than Putin would have done if we had bio labs and all that stuff on our border. Uh, I got a thing. question do, do and, you, for Patriot yeah. uh, Lorenzo. Do you guys feel or do you think it's even going on that behind the scenes with this Durham probe or this investigation, that this may be the very thing that is needed to, to take down this corruption that is at the top right now in positions of power. Do you think that this behind the scenes as tight of a ship they're running, it seems is what the catalyst or what may be, what may turn the tides. Do you think that is even a possibility? Go ahead, Patriot. Patriot. Well, in my opinion, Durham's going to need a lot of intestinal fortitude to come forward. And if it comes down to prosecuting folk or indicting, let's say indicting first, at least, people like Hillary Clinton, uh, ranking members of the DNC, Democratic National Party or committee, uh, John Podesta, even folks in the... uh, government, i.e. Peter Strzok, uh, McCabe. How about the fact that uh, former uh, DNI director, uh, Brennan or Clapper, actually both of them have, are known to have lied to Congress, but yet they've been, they haven't been prosecuted. They're all tied up in so this Russia if we are crap. infiltrated, if we are infiltrated in the recesses of all of our government and the depths of it, would it not be smart to have silent professionals working and doing the things that are needed to counteract and counterbalance this, you know, like, uh, what was it? I think no, Lorenzo was case. saying. How like the insurgency, how, how, yeah, like a special group of people that are able to facilitate these things, but do them where they're quiet and they're professional, and they're determined, and and, and I just believe that I don't think there's good men, smart, rational-thinking men that love this country are just sitting by and just talking. I think they're acting, but they're doing it quietly. Well, Mike, I had the same dream. I had the same dream. 
let, let me answer the question you'd asked me uh, in Patriot. Uh, I don't have much um, faith in what's happening with the Durham thing because just based off of what we've seen in the past, everything's an investigation. No, nothing ever gets done. I think at this point in time, our, our, the citizens, they don't want investigations. They want people in prison. They want results. Or, or more. And uh, getting back to the second question that uh, was it Mike in Tampa? Is that it? Um, yes, sir. Was talking about, uh, yeah, there are people out there looking at stuff. But again, this goes right back to what I talked about when I first came on earlier today. You got to keep a low profile because what do you always do? You take out your threats. They're going to do the same thing. Who's the biggest threats here in the United States? The veterans. They're going to address that. How are they going to do it? How do they see veterans? Hey, Rocco. No, no. No, no, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. The yeah, Democrats. I, I, I know what you and, mean. Oh, okay, yeah. We're a threat to them because they're afraid that, hey, we might revolt. And now, there's you know, more of us. there's some of us and some people that can, you know, train folks and do what needs to be done. I can um, still move. I can I, still move. <laughs> you yeah, still yeah, got with it. With the walker and the cane, exactly. Yeah, get hey, the walker and the cane. Hey, you uh, sniper! A sniper, never forget where to put the seventy-six point two. Keep your yeah. mind ah, Rocco, sharp, well, guys. Hunt, hunt season, Keep the mind hunt sharp. Season this Look year, out. when I went after my antelope, it wasn't one shot, one kill. It was six shots, one kill. But I still got my antelope. But um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, raccoon can tell you. He'll tell you this was a hunting spree this year. We killed a lot of stuff this so year. So raccoon awesome. is you your, packed uh, away a lot of raccoon is your wingman, huh? Yeah, he was Rac- our he was our medic, but I, here, I wasn't his wingman for that fiasco, man. <laughs> yeah, I just well, slapped him again, on the back of the I, head after the second shot. Well, as I told you, he can't hear. So I was at his house this year, and he's got this vicious dog in this fenced-in yard. So I'm getting ready to walk by the yard. He says, he says. Hey, Rocco, let me know uh, when you come in. I said, I'm coming. He says, okay. If I walk in the yard, what's he do? Let the dog out. The thing attacked me. <laughs> We're going to have to visit Raccoon. Hey, um, I didn't think the damn uh, dog goose. was going to bite him, but on the other hand, hell, I'm I'm an old bastard. I, I forgot. Okay. We know. We know, Raccoon. Tell me. <clears throat> if I left tell it, me. then Rocco would probably be talking to you with a sub leg. <laughs> Tell me, and I forget, teach me, and I remember, involve me, and I learn. Benjamin Franklin, I love that one. I had to say it. You see, Mike, we need you beside Get involved. When we go, when we go to this freaking war, you got to be behind us to be telling us all that. There's got, all those, we have to be physical, in shape, mentally in shape, and we have to build each other up. It's corny as it sounds and you know the love i mean seriously i mean if we have to invest or say nice things and build each other up because if we're hurt within then all else nothing else matters because if within is hurt and damaged then how can we project outward the things we want my i will country? give you i won't give you a gun i will give you a mic and every night before we go to sleep if we sleep <laughs> we come out you come out with all those nice phrases. Fuck that, Mike. We need to start hey, killing. Hey guys, I, I got a, I got a question for you. The people are only and legitimate the question, fountain of power. Hey guys, yeah. I got a question for you, and I want you to think about this. Okay, 
Facebook, for example, which I definitely don't use anymore, but Facebook. Why do you think they silenced everybody on Facebook? Just think about that. I believe because people were communicating and coordinating and doing what they needed to do and they could reach out and information. So on any type of military operation, what do you do? You hit the communications. You silence everything. So nobody knows what's going on. Look what they're doing with this uh, trucker convoy here. Hell, you wouldn't even know there's one going on in the United States. Yeah. How do you combat you something in the digital world? Twitter That's is true, though. I mean, but we have to advocate for less digital in the sense of communicating in more um, substantial things but, and get in your communities, your neighbors, your 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 surroundings so that get back to the basics of communication because the digital world is frail and can be easily turned off. And it's virtual. Rocco can't, can't see do it. that, Mike, because he lives yeah. with a bunch of rednecks around him. Oh hell! Yeah, good old redneck. Listen, I'm between listen, saying. I'm between uh, hillbilly land and, and Montana, and uh, I'm headed yeah. up to Montana. I got a place up there, and I'm getting ready to leave here. And sky I, country. I'm in hillbilly land right now. Probably the safest place in country, but uh, it's it, a big it, sky country. Uh, pretty bizarre. Or sky country. What's that? Is it big sky or is it sky country or big sky country? I can't remember what was the from Montana. Big sky. Oh, Montana. Country. Big, big sky. sky. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the process of mo- I'm actually in the process of moving up there. I got a place up in the mountains uh, on the east coast, and I- I'm really, really remote over here. And uh, I'm just over here right now to deal with stuff, and I'm kind of panicking because I'm like, oh my god, am I going to have to stay here and fight in place? Uh, because I get all my stuff packed up, ready to go, and um, you know what's happening is, listen, you know. There's people as civilians, there's people who have done work like us, and I'll tell you right now, we we feel probably the same way you do. There's a lot of apprehension of what is happening here, you know. And I'm really disgusted with what I'm seeing too, because you would expect, where's the FBI? You expect them to save the world. You expect the military to step up and deal with stuff, and none of this is happening. It's going to fall back on the shoulders of the citizen, and, and it should. Uh, we're when the last gonna, check. And, yeah, it's going to happen. And when We're is that going to happen? We don't know. We, but one day, they, when one day when something happens, it's going to be a free for all, um, and and that's going to be I, a difficult thing because you know nobody's wearing nobody's wearing a shirt that says Democrat, nobody's wearing a shirt that says Republican. No. So like, uh, what do you do? No you know? red parties. No blue parties. Red, white, and blue. They were the uh, this country, oh, yeah. we need to fall on what we love as a country. I know these things, these, these fundamental things, think about it. I you, mean, can't re- might. You, yeah. you can't rely on somebody Just don't be worried or any of our Rocco. freaking agencies because they're all corrupt. All our agencies I don't, are corrupt. No. Those agencies, well, well, guys, yeah, I don't even want to go there, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Well, guys, I, I've, been, I've been to 72 countries in the world. I lived all over the country. Uh, from Massachusetts, right, where I grew up, everywhere to to yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah to, to to Massachusetts, where I grew up, to North Carolina, service Georgia. I lived in Florida, just south of Tampa in Sarasota area, and oh, uh, I'm up in the Tampa, up in the mountains. Yeah, I'm up in the mountains of North Carolina, but I just spent eight months up in Montana, addressing my off grid home up there, and now I'm back here to unlo- finish my house here. I didn't and, know this, uh, my home. but Montana is Latin for mountains. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's Spanish. You are mountains. correct. Spanish for mountains. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, since I came back over here to the East Coast, I feel very. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. You don't feel as secure as you do up in Montana. You know, sure, there's a lot of people coming in from California, uh, and they're usually in the Missoula and Bozeman area. But the people in Montana, they're all like-minded. It's America. I, as soon as I – I guess I got east of Sioux Falls, uh, everything kind of seems different. Where you, you just don't trust things. As uh, for me, Mike crazy. and Tampa Bay – America for me as well, and those I know, and and I speak to hey, a lot of people, especially in the public. Who, and guys, who I you believe it's God. still alive, it's still and who God, of course, God. most, most certainly. But guys, guys it's not dead. Okay. It's it's still alive here in Tampa Bay. I'm telling you, people before, are still loving Before before you leave, guys, before everybody leave, make sure you pray every night. Pray for the. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, thanks again and. Uh, this is great. Thank Rocco. you. Rocco, thank you for coming to our show. We do appreciate Raccoon. Key Raccoon straight. He's a superhero medic, and I know because I work with many of them. They're really good. Yeah, Rocco, you got an open invitation. Anytime you want to come back, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank and you. Patriot, thank you again for coming to our show. I know you are really? a guest, but you are welcome to come anytime. Anytime. You're all welcome back, man. We want y'all to come back every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got about three minutes left of the show, Goose. I, I guess if if Bravo wants to jump up in the final few minutes. Hey, Bravo, uh, where you Bravo. at, man? He yeah. just got out of work. Bravo. Better late than never. Yeah, like, three minutes left in the show, and Bravo shows up. I will say, there's another way they could uh, lower these oil prices, and they could have the font, the Fed do a form of quantitative easing for the futures market and manipulate the oil futures a lot lower than what they are. Michael, no. they always manipulate the market as the ranchers. They always do that. I know. I'm talking about the Fed, though, with the amount of money that they have. It would piss. Now, they couldn't tell other countries to be secret, <laughs> I but know. they could do it. Do you trust the Fed, Michael? I don't think I'm so. I'm just telling you that's the way they do it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, these Fed people, those bunch of freaking idiots they never they think they know everything but they don't know shit i'm sorry mike you know i i try not to freaking curse but um, i'm doing a very good job um, and i think another point that that'll probably get dressed on another show when like patriot x comes back is i know he had mentioned some players who were involved in the illegal spying campaign of trump like obtaining the fisa warrants illegally but I guess the question is, it wouldn't be so much about those obtaining the warrants, but about the court signing off on it and whether, you know, were, did they did they act in good faith or, or were they complicit in allowing those warrants to be obtained? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, oh man, this show went quick though, didn't it, Good. Um, it went good because I mean I was we had that too, Patriot. no argument. We had some good wow, people good. who came in. We got Michael, we got Eric, we got Rocco, we got Raccoon. That's that's what this show is about. Everybody put in the ten cents of what's going on in our country, and then you had your own show. You're gonna do the same thing, and even though you don't think it's good, it is great. Two or three people that you get every day is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll... Well, I guess that's uh, pretty much it. We got well, like um, uh, 
Well, this is certainly a great yet, show but... tonight, and I know the conversation will continue next week. And and I know other friends like Michael Key and Mike Tampa Bay and, and people like John DeVito and John Gale, Slightly Serious, and Shannon Lynn, um, Ralph, and Sarge. I know they'll continue the conversation moving forward in the meantime until, until y'all come back with y'all's next show. And then, of course, Felix, you know, he's another good one who will keep the conversation going. Yeah. All right. Goosey, goosey, goosey. Of course, hey, the old man in the morning and then the folks over at Beans and Weenies, um, you know, like to kind of take our minds off the stress and anxiety. Hey, uh, Mary, forget about the 10 cents. We need it for gas, according to Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need all the money. Gas. Yeah, you need everything that you got for gas. I might have to go back to work. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. So I'm going to give a shout out to, to the radio stations one more time. 105.7 The Phase, uh, Ert Radio with Ronald, Patriot Radio, Real Wise Radio in, the pen, in Pennsylvania, the award winning Paisley Radio in the UK, Jay Parker Radio in Indiana, 90.1 The Beat in Georgia, WESN, Epic Strategy Network, Ralph and the Gang. We appreciate everybody brave enough to broadcast the show live because you never know what we're going to say on this show uh but we appreciate it uh when everybody else is banning us you guys are still playing our show we appreciate it and, you guys are great uh, patriots we'll be back next wednesday night 7 p.m like always uh everybody just uh you know michael when's your show uh be on tomorrow Mark. Oh, I thought it was today, Mark. man. I was ready. I was ready to jump. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, it's Michael Keep. Wednesdays, it's you, you Goose, along with Bravo and Maverick. But, and then Fridays, it'll be Felix. But if we can get Felix on WESN, I think I think Ralph would all be set with WESN. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for coming once again. If you got a problem, you can come and kiss my wife. I don't really care what I'm allowed to do. Got a homie that'll kill you for a mountain dew. Shoot, you don't wanna get a death threat from a redneck. Put a lead dent in your headrest. Yep, yep. What what yeehaw cops come, we saw they ask, we leave. White boys don't talk. You ain't gonna see them coming hunting camo. Bro, second amendment, and they got tons of ammo. Got a gut full of liquor, lungs full of tobacco. Kind of crackers that will crack you for some gas for tobacco. And a homie riding shotgun with a shotgun while he shotguns. 24 beers and he's not drunk. Chugging vodka's not a problem. Till he wants one, then he locked up when the cops come. Lot of white folks like those white folks that go boom. Bunch of psychos, I know my bro, but your crew. When you die slow, my bro's right home or you lose. It ain't Halloween, we turned into a white ghost too soon, yeah. God ain't never made no mother crazy as the white boys. We've been known to fight, boys. Sign off our shotguns, rocking camo, causing problems late at night, boys. White boys, mama knows we're trouble, circle tight, boys. Soon as it pops off, we got you running for your life, boys. Let me get the jumping like a six-fold. Chrome with the big spokes, I'm so official. Crazy white boy with the big old pistol. You so pissed, you blow like a whistle. Try and play around, you gon' end up drowning. In the deep end, face down where they found him. He gon' get killed, plus everyone around him. Round start flying, your heart start pounding. Hold up, take a photo, it gon' last longer. What you looking at now, rap guy, rap monger. Only white boy, make the whole black roster. Hip-hop, top ten, mother monster. I'ma stand here with the sawed-off shotgun. Shoot it at you, now you got bad posture. Put him in a wheelchair, legs turn to pasta. You know how it goes, bullet holes in the doctor. Smoking on tobacco, blowing like a black a mile. Talk, get a black guy, drag you like a mile. Drink a whole bunch of Jack, probably crash if I drive. I'll be sitting shoddy with a nine-passenger side. Always out at night, cause I like noise. Playing 50 Cent and I don't
like coins. Got a 45 in my lap now, that's a nice choice. Ride around town, car full of white boys. God ain't never made no mother crazy as the white boys. We've been known to fight, boys. Shine off our shotguns, rocking camo, causing problems late at night, boys. White boys, mama knows we're trouble, circle tight, boys. Soon as it pops off, we got you running for your life, boys. You can smell the smoke as soon as we ride into town You can hear us coming cause the speaker's stupid loud You can't hold us back, yeah, we'll be jumping in the crowd Middle fingers up and they ain't never coming down God ain't never made no mother crazy as the white boys We've been known to fight, boys Sign off our shotguns, rocking camo, causing problems late at night, boys White boys, mama knows we're trouble we got you running for your life, boys